Good evening. Let's call to order the Special Planning Commission meeting closed session of 11 December at 6 p.m. The city strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings. Sunnyvale prides itself on the rich diversity of our residents. We are committed to creating a culture of belonging where members of our diverse community feel included, safe, and respected. This planning commission meeting is considered a limited public forum, which means the commission can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech to prevent our meetings from being disrupted. This protects the rights of other speakers and ensures the commission can accomplish its business in a reasonably efficient manner. Speaker comments must be limited to the agenda item being considered by the planning commission. The presiding officer will make a determination as to whether a speaker's comment is related to an agenda item being considered by the commission. If a speaker does not comply, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order. The presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. Before we get started, I'd like to remind participants of some procedural items for this meeting. During the meeting, remote participants will remain muted when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or comment, please use the raise hand feature. Speakers will be called upon to speak one at a time. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the recording officer in person or use the raise hand feature online to request to speak, which is star nine on the telephone. Location and teleconference meeting details are available on the agenda. Captions are available to viewers assessing this meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or hidden using the show captions button. Following this closed session, the regular planning commission meeting will begin at 7 p.m. and we encourage the public to stay tuned and participate in the regular meeting. Recording officer, may we please have the roll call? Sure. Commissioner Davis? Present. Commissioner Howard? Right here. Yes. Commissioner Howe? Vice Chair Iglesias? Present. Chair Pine? Present. Commissioner Cerrone? Present. Commissioner Sukla? Vice Chair, we have five, five present and two absent. Thank you, recording officer. Members of the public will now have an opportunity to address the planning commission on the closed session items. Members of the public wishing to address the planning commission, please submit a speaker card to the city clerk, raise your digital hand now, or dial star nine on a telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I will call on members of the public participating in person first. Then the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the planning commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak. Are there any in-person people wishing to speak? Seeing none. Is anyone else interested in speaking um, before we hear from remote speakers? Recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on this item? Vice Chair, we do not have any hands raised. All right. Um, I will close the public comment. The Planning Commission will now adjourn to closed session. See you back here at 7 p.m.
Tell me when you're ready. Okay. The closed session is adjourned at 6.36 p.m.
Good evening. Let's call to order the Planning Commission of Monday, December 11th, 2023 at 7 o'clock p.m. The city of Sunnyvale strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings. Sunnyvale prides itself on the rich diversity of our residents. We are committed to creating a culture of belonging where members of our diverse community feel included, safe, and respected. This planning commission meeting is considered a limited public forum, which means the commission can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech to prevent our meetings from being disrupted. This protects the rights of other speakers and ensures that the commission can accomplish their, its business in a reasonably efficient manner. Speaker comments must be limited to the agenda item being considered by the commission for consent calendar or public hearing items. Speaker comments during oral communications must be limited to matters within the planning commission's authority to address, generally referred to as when the, within the commission's subject matter jurisdiction. The presiding officer will make a determination as to whether a speaker's comment is related to an agenda item being considered by the commission or to a matter within the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission during oral communications. If a speaker does not comply, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order. The presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. Before we get started, I'd like to remind participants of some procedural items for this meeting. During the meeting, remote participants will remain muted when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or comment, please use the raise hand feature. Speakers will be called upon to speak one at a time, and a random order voice vote will be administered by the recording officer for each vote. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the recording officer in person or use the raise hand feature online to request to speak. That is star nine on a telephone. Location and teleconference meeting details are available on the agenda. Captions are available to viewers accessing this meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or hidden using the show captions button. Comments on matters not on the agenda must be submitted prior to the time I call the item for oral communications. Comments on agenda items must be submitted prior to the time I close the public hearing on the agenda item. Speakers are requested to keep their comments no more than three minutes and time limits will be strictly enforced. Guidelines are posted on the city's website and on the meeting agenda. Please join me in the salute to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Recording officer, may we please have the roll call? Sure, Chair. Commissioner Cerrone? Present. Chair Pine? Present. Vice Chair Iglesias? Present. Commissioner Howe? It's absent. Commissioner Howard? Right here. Commissioner Davis. Present. Chair, we have five present and two absent with Commissioner Howe and Chukla absent. Thank you. Uh, uh, Vice Chair, could we please have the closed session report? Yes, Chair. The Planning Commission met in closed session to consider item 231116, which is a closed session held pursuant to California Government Code Section 54957A, threat to public services or facilities. The topic was Council Chamber Security, consultation with Sunnyvale, Department of Public Safety, Fan No, Director of Public Safety, and Jeremy Lima, Public Safety Captain, Becca Moon, Senior Assistant City Attorney, and there's nothing to report. Thank you. Uh, that brings us to oral communications. Members of the public will now have an opportunity to, to address the Planning Commission on topics not listed on tonight's agenda. 
This section is limited to 15 minutes and may be extended or continued after the public hearings general business section of the agenda. Individuals are limited to one appearance with a maximum of up to three minutes per speaker. As stated at the beginning of the meeting, this commission meeting is considered a limited public forum and the commission can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech. Speakers' comments during oral communications must be limited to matters within the Planning Commission's authority to address, generally referred to as within the Commission's subject matter jurisdiction. If a speaker does not speak to a matter within the Commission's subject matter jurisdiction, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order to allow the Commission to conduct its business in a reasonably efficient manner and to protect the rights of other speakers. The presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. As a reminder to the public, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer, raise your digital hand now, or dial star 9 on telephone if you wish to address the Planning Commission. I will call upon members of the public participating in person first, then the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone while it is their turn to address the Planning Commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak and the time will be displayed on the screen. I have no in-person speaker cards for oral communications. Is anyone else interested in speaking under oral communications before I hear from remote speakers? Seeing and hearing none. Our recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak under oral communications? Chair, there are none. Thank you. I'll go ahead and close oral communications. That brings us to the consent calendar. I will go ahead and open public comment on consent calendar items. Members of the public wishing to address the planning commission, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer. Use the raise hand feature now or dial star nine on telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I will call upon members of the public participating in person first and the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the planning commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak and the timer will be displayed on the screen. Uh, I I have no speaker. I did get this, but I'm treating this as I have no speaker cards to pull a consent calendar item. So is anyone else interested in speaking on the consent on a consent calendar item before we hear from remote speakers? Seeing and hearing none, recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on a consent item? Chair, sure, there are none. Thank you. I will close public comment and I will now ask for a motion from my colleagues. Commissioner Cerrone. Oh, I think that's me. Okay, well, I have two Commissioner Cerrone's on my screen. Yeah, mine, mine says Commissioner So the Commissioner Howard. <laughs> yeah, Commissioner recognizes Commissioner Howard. Uh, Commissioner Howard moves the consent calendar, which includes item 1A, approved planning commission meeting minutes for November 27th, 2023. Item 1B, which is a, a design review at 348 Angel Avenue. And 1C, which is the annual review of the Code of Ethics and Conduct for elected and appointed officials. Thank you. Vice Chair? Second. Thank you. Uh, is there... Any discussion on the consent calendar? Uh, well, seeing none, uh, recording officer, please conduct a roll call vote on the consent calendar. Commissioner Howard? Yes. Vice Chair Iglesias? Yes. Chair Pine? Yes. Commissioner Cerrone? Yes. And Commissioner Davis? Yes. Chair, we have five yeses and two absent. Thank you. Uh, planning officer, uh, what is the fate of the project we just approved with one Bravo? Good evening, commissioners. Yep. Uh, it's sorry, it's available within 15 days, uh, which would be December 26th. Thank you. And congratulations. Uh, 
So that brings us to the public hearings general business of tonight's portion of tonight's agenda as stated at the beginning of this meeting. This planning commission a meeting is considered a limited public forum and the commission can regulate the time, place and manner of speech. Speaker comments during public hearing items must be limited to the agenda item being considered by the commission. If a speaker does not comply, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order to allow the commission to conduct its business in a reasonably efficient manner. And to protect the rights of other speakers, the presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. Uh, our first item tonight is item two, uh, number 23-1076, request for continuance to January 8th, 2024. It's not it's not Westwood L, that's item three. Uh, request for continuance for January 8th, 2024. Uh, re uh, related applic applications on a 0.21 acre site tentative parcel map to divide a 9397 square foot lot into two lots and design review to demolish an existing one story single family home and construct two new two story single family homes. The location is 258 West California Avenue. The zoning is R2. Uh, is there a staff presentation? For this item, staff is requesting a continuance to allow um, <clears throat> staff and the applicant to um, complete the review and also um, the conditions of approval. Thank you. Uh, do we know what was causing that echo? <laughs> Um, Cindy, if you don't mind making sure if you're on Zoom to have your Zoom oh. on mute. Okay. Uh, uh, as a reminder, my colleagues, uh, please use the raise hand feature to indicate that you wish to speak if you have any questions on this item. Uh, seeing no questions to staff, uh, there is... Uh, I suppose we can have an applicant presentation on this if, yeah, it would be appropriate to have an applicant presentation. Uh, there's an applicant presentation, 10 minutes is provided at the beginning of the public hearing to address the planning commission, along with five minutes at the end of the public hearing. I would note that this, on this item, it should be, restri it should be uh, restricted to the question of continuance. Uh, is there an applicant presentation for item two? If not, I will. There's none. There, there's no uh, presentation for item two, Chair. Okay, I wasn't really expecting one. Just fig, but yeah, but since it's a continuance, but figured I'd check. Uh, okay, I'll go ahead and open the public hearing on this specific item. Members of the public wishing to address the planning commission, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer. Use the raise hand feature now, or dial star nine on a telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I will go ahead and. Call members of the public in person first, and then the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute what is their turn to address the planning commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak, and the time will be displayed on the screen. I have no in spe person speaker cards on this item. Uh, seeing and hearing nobody interested in speaking on it. Recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on this item? Chair, we do have one remote speaker that has their hand raised with the first name of Richard. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and allow them to talk. Hey, hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right. Uh, 
did you already have public comment not on the agenda? Yes, we, yes, this is for item. Yes, we have already closed non-agenda. This is for item two, which is a continuance regarding 258 West California Avenue. So this isn't the time to ask why we tolerate Jews sucking on babies' dicks. I fuck, cannot fuck, hear fuck you. Jews. Can you hear me now? Yes. Is this not the time to ask why we tolerate the Jews sucking baby dick? GTD flyers. Wait, uh, no, uh, the 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 public commenter is out of order. All right, white fucking. Thank you. Chair, we do have another speaker whenever okay. you're ready, unless you want to say something. With, uh, the with chair you. is going. Yes, uh, the previous speaker was out of order as the speaker was not commenting on the agenda item being considered by the commission. I'm just going to note that I am going to cut off, I'm cutting off remote public comment, the opportunity to raise your hand at this point. The only speaker we are going to take on this item is Scott Mason. Uh, we are, uh, again, this is the continuance for the 258 West California Avenue. If you wish to comment on something else, this is not the time to do so. Next up is Scott Mason. Chair, he, ha he has left the meeting. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, yeah. So on the on the continuance, um, yeah. Uh, so I've been a resident of Sunnyvale for quite a while now, and um, uh, really, what we need is. Uh, a no nigger zone here in Sunnyvale. City of Sunnyvale does not tolerate abusive you live language and disruptive North behavior. The core value of this Use city is respect to treating people with dignity. Please stick to the agenda item. Okay. He appears to have left. Well, why'd you cut him off? He was just trying to talk about, you know, these fucking niggers running our country. What the fuck? I will now close the pub. Uh, well, I have no other speakers, so I will. There's no applicant presentation. I'll go ahead and close the public hearing. I will now ask for discussion or a motion from my colleagues. Commissioner Howard. Uh, Commissioner Howard moves the request that we continue the planning commission hearing date to January 18th, 2024, with a side condemnation on hate speech. Thank you, Vice Chair. Second. Thank you. Uh, is there discussion? Seeing none, recording uh, officer, please conduct a roll call vote. Chair Pine? Yes. Commissioner Cerrone? Yes. Vice Chair Iglesias? Yes. Commissioner Davis? Yes. Commissioner Howard? Yes. Chair, we have five and two absent. Thank you. Thank you. This item is continued. Uh, our next item is item number three, 23-1078, proposed project appeal by Roshan Balega. I apologize if I am mispronouncing your name, of the zoning administrator's decision approving a use permit to allow the demolition of two hotel buildings and construction of a surface parking lot with associated site improvements. 
project location is 331 and 385 East Weddell Drive. Uh, the zoning is a MSPOA, which is Industrial and Service Places of Assembly Combining District. Applicant owner is Prologis. Is there a staff presentation? Good evening, Honorable Chair, Vice Chair, and members of the Planning Commission. My name is Cindy Hall. I'm Associate Planner. I'll be presenting this item before you tonight. <clears throat> Next slide, please. Just as a quick overview, the appeal is uh, for a use permit that would allow uh, redevelopment of two vacant hotel sites into a service parking lot that would accommodate fleet vehicle parking. At the time of the public hearing for the zoning administrator, there were no public comments received. As such, the zoning administrator approved on October 11, 2023. Uh, next slide. To provide the commission and the public site context, the site is located at 331 and 385 West Waddell Drive. It's located at the uh, northwest corner of Waddell Drive and Morris Avenue. The site is surrounded by other um, MSPOA zoning <coughs> that consists of industrial buildings, uh, public storage facility <clears throat> to the north um, are residential homes and mobile home park. We also have um, public facilities such as the Seven Seas Park. Um, to the south is Waddell Drive and uh, Highway 101. Next slide, please. Uh, before you is the site plan. The perimeter of the site will be landscaped with new trees and landscaping. The site will provide 90, 90 degree parking spaces. The driveway access will be off of Waddell. The applicant is also proposing an eight foot tall wrought iron fence for security purposes. Um, the site does include some trees um, that will be removed. Um, the replacement requirement for um, 15 protected trees would be 18 inch our 18 24 inch box trees the applicant is providing 56 new trees um, lastly there will be installing a new public sidewalk along west excuse me east waddell uh, where one does not currently exist next slide staff received an appeal uh, from roshan baglia uh, sorry if i mispronounced that who is a sunnyvale resident uh, the basis of the appeal is that the proposed land use would impact the surrounding community and the site is better suited for other commercial uses. Um, next slide, please. Um, so based on the review, um, the staff um, has deemed the use um, appropriate at this location. It is conditionally permitted in the MSPOA zoning district. The project also meets the required use permit finding. It's consistent with the general plan. It complies with the zoning requirements and will not be injurious or detrimental to surrounding uses and improvements. Um, lastly, staff uh, or the city cannot require any of the appellant's suggested land uses. Um, again, the city is it's just enforcement of the zoning code. Next slide. Um, staff also looked at feasibility of other commercial uses at this site. Um, 
some of the uses that were identified in the appellant's letter was retail, childcare, and mixed use residential commercial. So generally for successful retail, it does require high volume of traffic and high visibility, which the site would not provide uh, very adequately. It's not near other retail establishments that's needed for synergy. Um, lastly, uh, the site does have constraints. It is long and narrow and it's a smaller lot size. As for childcare, um, childcare is not allowed in the PO, I'm sorry, MSPOA zoning, only if it's um, business sponsored, meaning a company is providing childcare services for its employees. Um, lastly, as for mixed use residential and commercial, uh, currently residential is not allowed in the zoning district. It would require general plan initiation and amendment. Um, to allow for the land use change. Um, staff would not be supportive of that uh, land use change uh, because it would constitute as spot zoning. And lastly, uh, the city does uh, have intention of preserving these limited MSPOA sites to allow for certain assembly uses as well as you know facilities for recreational and uh, enrichment facilities. Next slide. Um, so uh, before you are alternatives, uh, you can deny the appeal and affirm the zoning administrator's uh, approval. You can deny the appeal and affirm the zoning uh, zoning administrator's approval with modifications. And uh, lastly, you can grant the appeal and deny the use permit. Next slide. Staff is recommending alternative one, which is to deny the appeal and affirm the zoning's administrator's decision to approve the use permit subject to the recommended findings and conditions of approval. And that concludes staff's presentation. Thank you. Thank you. And we have a couple commissioner questions, but first I wanted to recognize Assistant City Attorney. Um, thank you, Chair. I just wanted to make a comment before the public comment period starts. So I just wanted to let you know to if you could call on me, that would be great. Okay. Uh, do you want me to recognize you when I open the public hearing in general or after the both or after the presentations? Because we're going to have both applicant and appellant presentations. Uh, just before the public comments are, are taken on the items. So before or after the appellant? So, so after part. the, sorry, after the appellant gives their presentation. Okay. Thank you. Uh, okay. Commissioner questions. First up is Commissioner Cerny. Uh, thank you, Chair, and thanks for the presentation. Uh, I want to disclose I, I spoke to the appellant, uh, Roshan Baliga, um, about this. Um, so, uh, first of all, what is the noticing procedure for the zoning administration meetings and also for this appeal to the planning commission? I'm used to those big signs that are in front of the facility, but uh, I went by uh, I went by the site and I. I happened to notice there was an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that was taped to a, a sign that was in back of uh, a palm bush. Uh, but it, it, you'd really have to look for it to uh, uh, to know it was there. And, and I have no idea what the notification is for a zoning administration meeting. Sure. So um, um, our requirement is that uh, properties within 300 feet of the subject site is noticed. They do have to um, 
display a notice on the property. Um, there's also public notices that are mailed out to residents, and there's also a legal ad that is placed in the newspaper. So all of those items um, uh, have been executed for the use permit uh, for the zoning administrator hearing. But the sign on site can be any size? Uh, um, <clears throat> one moment. Chair um, uh, uh, <laughs> Cerrone, I'll go ahead and just answer that. Uh, usually for the zoning administrator hearings, they're a smaller poster, about the eight and a half by 11. And we just, th those are continued through the appeal process. Usually for larger projects, we'll have the 24 by 36. Okay, uh, thank you. Um, uh, the, so the current zoning is, uh, you mentioned the uh, current zoning is industrial service and places of assembly. It's abbreviated MSPOA for clarity. Uh, so, uh, but the site right now is hotels, right? It's not used as a place of assembly, uh, right? Correct. Those two hotels um, uh, vacated back in 2022. Um, I think, it, uh, unfortunately, due to, to the COVID pandemic, a lot of our ho or a lot of hotels have experienced uh, unfortunate um, just loss of revenue and um, just people wanting to stay. Um, Are you saying a place of assembly is uh, a, ho a hotel is a place of assembly? No, they, the hotels are specifically called out in the zoning. So it's a separate land use uh, category. Um, so we would not consider those as assembly uses. They are hotels. They were approved with use permits as a hotel. And the, um, the new, the proposed site uh, use is also not place of assembly, right? No, um, that is categorized as um, similar to bus terminals and public transportation facilities. Um, there's also another code section where, you know, other similar uses that are not more detrimental can be allowed. So this um, parking lot for fleet vehicle um, basically functions similarly to um, a bus terminal, public uh, transportation facilities, but um, it, it's probably less intensive because there's no ridership. So um, um, is there anything on that block that's being used as a POA? Yes, there are um, multiple churches along um, Waddell that's Drive. That's a different, uh, that's not in the same zoning, right? The church on the other side of uh, uh, the other, yes, Morse that's public facilities. Is a different uh, public facility, right? Uh -huh. So, um, on on this particular block, I, I I walked all around it. I couldn't see anything that might be. There is a church on Waddell Court. Church on uh, Waddell Court. Um, if I could just. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I I was surprised at the concern about preserving the POA designation on this block. Uh, I couldn't find anything that that even looked remotely like that. So, but you're saying there's a church. Mm -hmm. What I'm what I'm wondering is if the, I mean, why not change the zoning for the whole block? It wouldn't be spot zoning. It would be more appropriate to what is actually there. 
but if I suppose if there's a church that would prevent uh, changing the zoning? Um, again, um, so there's two ways to go about it. There, It could be initiated by an applicant or by the city. And at this point, the city does not have intention of uh, rezoning um, that area that's zoned as MSPOA. Uh, I don't believe there would be an applicant that, again, we don't have one in hand. Um, and staff has not been approached by developers to convert this area on the same token. Um, well, so just hypothetically, suppose the block was rezoned to, let's say, mixed use or industrial to residential or or residential. And there is a residential development on the other side of Boregas, just about a block away. Uh, so that you're saying the city would not be interested in that or would not approve that or so again it would have to go through that general plan initiation and amendment we would have to study that further but um just uh, um staff's perspective uh, we would want to preserve these areas as mspoa so i think in the um it was in the staff report. It says educational facilities that offer recreation and enrichment, such as tutoring centers or studios for martial arts, dance, or art, require a use permit, uh, as well as institutions for higher learning and so on. Uh, but that's what we have here already, right? A use permit. That's that's why we're here for mm -hmm. a use a use permit. So mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like there would be a barrier to those kinds of uses, even under the existing. Uh, uh, zoning if somebody wanted to do that correct the only challenge is um you know these buildings are attended as like a hotel and so it would have to be repurposed you know if it was to go to a school a tutoring center um they do have to be able to meet parking requirements building and fire code requirements for that change of use Right. So well, they're they're they're, they're but... tearing it down anyway, right? So the mm -hmm. the hotels anyway. So they could put something else there. Not that they would necessarily want to, or it would be a good idea. But I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, the reason I'm asking is, of course, the city cannot dictate uses to the owner, but if you tell them, well, you can't build residential, you can't build office or retail or a daycare facility or an educational facility, you know the what there aren't that many things left uh, you bet you end up with something like a parking lot right because there aren't too many choices there to be had so that that's the only reason i was asking about that um, uh let's see I, I had some a little concern about noise till i went over there but the freeway is way louder than any possible use that anybody could could do with that uh, site so uh, but I, I did notice the, uh, and this this isn't very important, but the, the other side of the freeway has a sawn wall. This side, the north side, does not. Uh, who decides that? Is it the city or the interstate system? Or who decides what? Um, so it would depend on the use. They'll have to do a noise study. And if they have to mitigate. But is by... it the city? Well, I, I mean, just in general, before this project. I mean, there's. Uh, going to be dependent on the location, whether it's within. But it would it be the city or the 
federal government or something? Who does the freeway? So if it's along the freeway property, Which it would it be the what? freeway. If it's city right away, then city. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there's a reference to the hotels being uh, dilapidated. It wasn't obvious to me from the outside that they were mm -hmm. dilapidated, but uh, did did staff does staff evaluate the condition of the hotels or there's a reference to, to a blighted area and uh so to our knowledge it, it has experience in vandalism and theft yeah okay well that's different from dilapidated uh okay and uh my last question um uh I thought it was, why no autonomous cars? That seemed kind of arbitrary. Uh, and in particular, why associate that with a particular project? If if a autonomous car showed up there, presumably it drove itself there, and, uh, you know, it would imply it was legal on the street. I'm, I'm really, so if some future date they become approved and they're driving around all over town, uh, will we have to go back to, a hundred different permits like this and change the wording instead of having one place where they're approved or not approved. So staff had uh, concerns about the autonomous vehicles. There's not much information about um, the technology, but just what we see and hear on the news that they can be problematic. They um, have caused accidents, have stalled, have not worked properly. Um, and then, you know, with the Thomas vehicles at that location, there is some concerns again, because, uh, there are church uses it's nearby a park and a green belt. Uh, so pedestrian safety is, is, is critical. It's also near residential. And, um, we just felt that it would be an incompatible land use at that location. So the decision is made that on a project by project basis. Correct. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Next up is Commissioner Howard. Thank you, Chair. This is interesting and I'm looking forward to the presentation. Uh, so, so POA is different from public facility is, is what so I'm just That's figuring correct. out. Okay. And the POA zone, I, I pulled up the, the city's website 1922030 conditionally prohibited use industrial zones and there's there's the whole table of MSPOA zoning districts and what is allowed here by right I'll just go over it real quick cuz cuz uh you can manufacture process repair packages assembly administrative offices professional medical research um there's commercial storage and warehouses and I is I almost wonder if like a fleet uh, storage of a fleet of vehicles is a commercial storage use, but I, I, I'm not going to quibble on that. Uh, I also thought it adult business establishment is permitted without a use permit, emergency containers, an emergency shelter, hazardous materials storage as defined in Tillman, but I'm sure there's additional regulations on that. Massage establishment. So that that's the kind of that's kind of what we're we're dealing with as a raw material. Um would some retail be allowed by, I, I, I guess, a massage parlor or a adult entertainment, or it, it sounded like some signal, um, some residential use would be allowed with a use permit. 
I guess I'm answering my own questions here. Um, would a laundromat be per permitted by right or would that require use permit for, cause it's a retail that's not specifically like a, an adult entertainment. So uh, when we look at re or retail commercial uses, um, I, it, it should be um, business serving. Um, I think there's some okay. language in the code such as real estate offices that kind of support the manufacturing and services zoning district or industrial uh, services zoning district um so uh, i think we're, it, it's more geared I to gotcha. okay thanks. yeah so 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 business serving or uh adult entertainment seems like uh and so uh and this is i think this is probably outside of the domain of this discussion but had there been any look uh look at because it could be used for uh, sheltering people. You know, if you've got a hotel, you could do a project room key, something like that. Uh, had, has, 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 had, had any, had the city been engaged in maybe discussing that as a potential use for this site to your um, knowledge? Uh, so, um, we did consult with our, our housing manager. Yeah. Um, I would just have to go back to my notes. Okay. Uh, if I can certainly come back and answer that question. Um, a discussion took place. Okay. Okay. It, it, okay. And, mm -hmm. and it didn't get my, okay. Um, all right. And do we know if the fleet vehicles are going to be electric or if they're going to be diesel or if they're going to be, if there are concerns with idling? Yeah. It, it, emissions is, is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. So, uh, so the fleet vehicle covers, you know, various, uh, types mm -hmm. um so um the project description isn't specific towards whether it's going to be electric or diesel um but the site plan does show some future ev charging stations yeah, that. um that would be meeting the the reach code requirements so um there's a good probability that they'll be electrical okay and it, but are, again are the particulars as to what the applicant wanted to do is that germane to this discussion or is it we're, we're just yeah you can i would defer that question to the i'm curious but it's like delivery vehicles or or what okay thank you very much thank you next up is commissioner davis uh thank you for your presentation um i i just want to be absolutely clear so uh this was considered as a bus terminal. Um, I'm looking at the same table that uh, Commissioner Howard was. So when I'm picking out the row to look at, um, we looked at bus terminal and staff's logic was that this is a bit less intensive on the public than a bus terminal would be. Um, so this is the proper category. Uh, so there, there's a separate code section. It's uh, exclusionary zoning. Um, uh, let me just bring up the... Um, code section <clears throat> but essentially um it, it's it's for uses that are not uh specified um but um is similar let me just go ahead and bring up that code section really quickly um because i do not want to uh, misspeak yeah one moment I think it's noted in my staff report one moment.
It's um, uh, section 19.98.220. Very young. <laughs> just made that up real quick. Cindy, just letting you know it's also on our teams. Okay. If you need oh, it. Thanks. All right. So uh, when a use is not specifically listed as a prim primary or conditional use, it shall be assumed that such use is prohibited unless it is determined by the Director of Community Development that the use is similar to and not more objectionable or intensive than the use uses listed. Uses are permitted and conditions of, of use are established within each district in conformance with Section 19.98.090. Request for determinations for specific uses shall be submitted to the Department of Community Development in writing with detailed description of the proposed use, its, loca its proposed location, and intended hours of operation. Additional information may be required by the Director of Community Development in order to prepare determination for individual uses. Any decision by the Director of Community Development, <laughs> excuse me, regarding a requested determination shall be in writing and shall be final. So we do have a, a decision by the director in writing then? Uh, so this, the staff report kind of serves as that and the approval of the use permit. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I had a couple questions. Uh, first of all, the if we if there was to be a use permit at a future date regarding autonomous car parking, what level of hearing would that require would that be a would that be a zoning administrator hearing would that come before the planning commission so it ultimately depends on the CEQA clearance that's needed if it does require um CEQA, uh depending on the the CEQA document it, let's just say if it was a negative declaration or a mitigated negative declaration then it would come before the planning commission but if there is an exemption uh then it would uh, go to the zoning administrator Okay, thank you. Uh, and the other question I had, which, and I checked the code and I didn't see any definitions that were on point. So I might be, so this might be getting a little hypothetical, but the part of the thing that I've been struggling the most with this mm -hmm. is the, I guess the bus terminals language in the zoning code. Because when I think of a bus terminal, I'm thinking more of like the, Sunnyvale Transit Center, like something where you like a place where you could get on and off the bus, but not necessarily where the buses are are stored after hours. And but at the same time, I don't think like I'd probably call the second case more of like a bus depot or something along those lines. Now, I did do a quick check of the zoning code and the freight word depot does not appear anywhere in the Sunnyvale Municipal Code. So I'm I guess. So I guess I'm curious, are there any kind of similar public vehicle storage areas in the city? Like, has that been a, 
has that been something that we have done under MSPOA before? Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so not the to staff's uh, recollection. Uh, I, it's again, staff, it's not sure. But um, if I could uh, ask Sean to uh, chime in. Oh, I saw his hand pop up, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we haven't had anything that I can recall in any of the MSPOA. This is something kind of new. Um, and just to kind of go back to the autonomous cars, um, as Cindy mentioned, that was kind of a concern for us just because currently we don't have any regulations within the city boundaries uh, to address autonomous cars. So that's why we had some conditions and the original approval for this project that addressed that issue. Um, if, if that's something they want to come back with at a later time, once we um, have worked that out with DPS, uh, Public Safety Department, then um, they would just do a, either an amendment to this use permit or, um, well, probably just an amendment to this use permit for the zoning administrator. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just, that was all I had for questions. I will just kind of throw this out there for both the public and other commissioners. And if Steph wants to comment on this, probably after the public hearing too, that what I'm, what I've been, when I was looking over this, the thing I honestly struggled the most was with that, was with that kind of phrasing of bus terminals and other public transportation facilities. Because, like, if we're comparing this to like the Sunnyvale, if we're comparing this to like, you know, the Sunnyvale Transit Center or something like that, where it's just kind of buses going through that kind of thing, then I would find it very difficult to say that this is a less intensive use because they're, because of the, more permanent because of the storage, because of the storage element, because of just the sheer amount of land that's being dedicated to vehicle storage. But if we're expanding that definition, but if we're saying that other, specifically the other public transportation facilities is the phrase I'm kind of catching on. If we're saying, okay, that includes like bus depots, that includes place that includes more, more long-term storage, then I would very much agree that this is a less intensive use for the reasons stated in the staff report. So that's kind of what I have been noodling on when I have been looking this over. So if, I'm just going to throw that out there if people, if anybody wants to address that in the public hearing so they, so you all know where, where what I'm thinking going into this. Uh, with that, I'm going to open the public hearing. And first up is going to be the appellant. 10 minutes is provide at the beginning of the public hearing to address the planning commission along with five minutes at the end of the public hearing. And I'll just for, since we actually don't get appellant stuff this often, the order is going to be 10 minutes for the appellant, 10 minutes for the applicant, members, uh, assistant city attorney, members of the public, five minutes for the applicant, and then five minutes for the appellant. So that's the order that all of this is going to go in. Uh, so we'll start with the appellant. Ten minutes. Ten minutes at the beginning. Is there an appellant presentation? Uh, please step on up to the microphone. Um, thank you, Chair, Vice Chair, <clears throat> uh, Commissioners. Um, I do have a presentation, and then I have a few 
things to talk about that are not um, on the presentation slides. Um, you have 10 minutes, you can use them however you wish. Uh, a minor correction, the addresses are East Waddell Drive. Um, I think some of the documents actually said West Waddell, they're East Waddell. Um, and before we get started with the presentation, I do also want to point out that I also struggled with the notification for the original zoning um, meeting, as well as uh, this. The eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper was only on one of the properties, uh, even though it's two properties and two different APNs. And it was on private land, which meant that I had to walk onto the private land to read the eight and a half by 11 sheet. And at the time, uh, I don't didn't go there last week. Um, there is an anti-vandalism automatic system that yells at you saying that you're trespassing and that you're being videotaped or photographed. So it's very difficult to find out about the zoning uh, issues <laughs> if you don't live in 300 feet. Um, but let's go to the second slide. Sure, so here's the overhead view um, from Google Maps that you can see. Um, and if we, uh, I wanna make, make sure everyone knows what we're talking about. So if we go to the next slide here, the 331 and 385, which is the bottom one marked Sunnyvale 3, is the, the plot we're talking about. It's a little under an acre. And the um, applicant, as well as the city, in both the zoning decision and in the presentation, you know, cite that it's a small parcel and it's difficult to do anything useful with this parcel. Um, I just want to point out that it's already two parcels that are being joined together to make 0.93 acres. And it would be um, possible, um, though not you know mandatable by the city, that the owners of 925 and 327 could join the parcels together to make something larger, about five acres. And it turns out that those two plots are also owned by Prologis. Um, there are other buildings there at this time, but I would much rather see the entire section be redeveloped um, together instead of part and parcel, no pun intended, um, through this. Um, I know the parking lot is probably cheap enough to be developed. The applicant mentions that um, in their letter that um, you know we need to have financial consideration for the benefit of the company. I do agree with that. I'd also point out that the company is a $110 billion real estate trust, not uh, you know a mom and pop shop that's struggling. Um, you know, their revenues are $3 billion, $4 billion a quarter with a 40% profit margin or 50% profit margin. Um, debt financing is difficult right now with interest rates, um, but I'd also like to point out that's exactly what caused those hotels to go under. Um, I don't have the court case. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to the, the uh, courthouse to read them, but I believe that they were in debt and that's why they were forced to close. So perhaps debt financing is the best way to go about developing in a, in a city anyway. Um, lastly, about, uh, if we go to one more slide here, how much time do I have left, left, Ms. Um, Joey, if you could, uh, show. Sorry. Oh, seven minutes. Okay. Perfect. Um, in my, um, uh, appeal letter, you know, I think someone cited, um, you know, I was talking about the impact of the surrounding community, but I didn't really mention what that was. And I just want to point out that the impact is taking away a, a valuable resource, a limited resource, which is land in the in the Bay Area, specifically in Sunnyvale. And this is the area of North Sunnyvale, um, 23701. So I think you can probably tell where we're looking. It's in the middle, uh, down about, about a third up from the bottom. And if we go one more slide over, um, this is all commercial parking that I could find that was rectangular in that section, that's the orange. And if we go one more slide over, 
that's me scribbling over all the non-rectangular commercial parking I could find in this area. And so when I talk about the impact of this route in the community, I mean putting even more um, land that granted is privately owned, but it is a public good. All of this land is a public good and taking it away from the, the community for something that we have no need for in this case. So even if you take a step back or when you take a step back from the needs of a private corporation, you might say, okay, well, if I was really looking for fleet parking, maybe I could negotiate with you know, Google or someone else who owns all this land um, and try to use some of their parking, I'm not sure. Um, so now I think we're done with the presentation. So I can go just to some other comments, if that's okay. Um, I do agree that it's not zoned for mixed use. I think um, the city said, or the, uh, the applicant said, you know, it doesn't matter because it's not mixed use. So the ideal use isn't, isn't uh, allowed, which is mixed use. Um, I'm not asking for a rezoning at this time. Um, I just want to make that clear. I'm just saying the ideal use for that whole block would be would be mixed. Um, and I do agree it's strange zoning with the, the zoning table. Um, but it does say under 3C that businesses selling merchandise or products at retail or providing services such as real estate up to 35% uh, far is a permitted use under if you get a miscellaneous permit. And to me, that includes general retail. It doesn't have to be limited to aluminum smelting, which is available without a permit. It's, you know, an MPP is there in that, in that code. Um, and lastly, well, two more things, sorry. Um, when we're talking about developing land like this, we it's it's easy to say it could be temporary, it could be redeveloped at some other point, especially with the parking lot. It doesn't take a lot of investment to redevelop later. Um, but for, for those um, Sunnyvale residents who have been here since the 70s, that's when Peary Park was developed. Um, and the specific plan for Peary Park was posted in 2016. So granted, those are you know, more related to buildings and things like that, but we're not talking about a one or two year decision here. Peary Park was uh, the specific plan took over what, you know, 46 years to change. Um, and the Moffat Park is gonna be the same thing or Moffat specific plan, I guess, is gonna be similar. We're planning out for 50 years. And so when we make decisions like this, it's not for a few years. We should be cautious that these decisions that we're making, even if they're not in a specific plan, can have you know long-term uh, consequences. Um, and the last thing I want to mention is the part actually about bus terminals and public transportation facilities that the honorable chair mentioned. Um, and the applicant in their response said that their fleet parking operates similarly, quote unquote, private rather than public um, in this in this manner because it's public, it's private instead of a public. Uh, terminal or a public transportation facility. And I think that's the crux of the matter here. We're talking about zoning that's allowed for a public use, right? The city at some point put this into the zoning law because bus terminals and public transportation facilities have a um, benefit to the public, right? People are using it for public transportation. People are gonna use those buses to get to or from work, something like that. And that's good for the city. And it seems a little contrived to say that this is the same, it's just private. When the city has decided years ago in the zoning that no, the reason this language was used is because it's for a public good, um, even though it's gonna private facilities for a public good. And so I'll just leave it um, at that, that when we're looking at uh, city and the city and what we wanna see for the future, 
at the end of the day, it's about um, everyone who lives here, the people who are local. Um, we do want businesses to, to survive and thrive. Um, but at the end of the day, it's also for the public benefit um, of the entire city. And I'd also like to say, I don't even live in this neighborhood. So thanks. Thank you. And you have a question from Commissioner Howard. Uh, thank you, Mr. Billy. I appreciate your passion for the community and for the topic of land use. Uh, I, and I appreciate you you noting that there's adjacent parcels owned by the same developer uh, that equates to five acres. And I'm kind of like, well, what's the developer's long term vision here? And my my hunch, if it was if I was just if, if we met on the street and we're looking at this lot, and we're like, yeah, maybe they just want to do a park. They're they're going to get a use permit for a parking lot because eventually the leases are going to come up on those other parcels, and they can combine them. And they can put in who knows what some housing or, or retail or something like that. Do you, what, what, what would you like, does that sound like a reasonable take to you is like, well, the parking is a good, it's, it's a temporary use permit so that when, when the other lots come available, they can do something more, more impressive and, and more rewarding for for the community. Sure. So the zoning um, meeting um, that this was held, it was not recorded. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the applicant spoke about that. So I can't, put words in their mouth, mm -hmm. but I would be very happy if they would publicly state that their plans in the next X years where, you know, X tells us what the lease terms are, um, is going to be to redevelop the entire site for something better with a better use. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Sure. Thank you. Uh, the chair would advise that the zoning administrator hearing is available on YouTube on the Sunnyvale channel. So just okay. thank you, sir. Just, if you're looking for it in the future, that's it's there. Uh, I did review it before this meeting. Thank you. Sorry, I looked for it on Legistar and it wasn't. Yeah, no, the Legistar links are not as good as they could be, but they're on, but everything is on YouTube. <laughs> Thank uh, you. But nope, no further questions for you at this time. So you'll have another five minutes at the end of this hearing. Uh, next is the applicant presentation. Uh, as I noted previously, you will have 10 minutes now, and then you will have five minutes after we hear from members of the public. Thank you. Please proceed. Good evening, uh, Chair Fine and members of the Planning Commission. Um, I just wanted to start by thanking uh, city staff, Cindy Holm, and the whole city team for their due diligence and efforts in working with us on this project. Uh, Prologis, uh, I'm Samida Takral. I'm an investment officer with Prologis. I just wanted to you know, also mention that Prologis is a long-term owner of real estate. So when we enter a community, we really do believe in uplifting the community because our plan is to be there for the long-term. We purchased this site in May, 2022. The hotels had already ceased operations uh, prior to our ownership. And as Cindy mentioned, they had been heavily impacted by COVID and the owners were just not in a position to upgrade them and try to make them more profitable. Um, on studying this site, we found that the geometry and the size limits the type of uses that it can support. And I've been leading this, the planning and development of this project for Prologis. And uh, before Prologis, I've developed, you know, hundreds of thousands of square feet of retail, thousands of residential units, and millions of square feet of office space. So I do understand how these other product types work. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I completely understand why the appellant has, you know, asked for these other commercial uses that are more neighborhood um, you know, friendly, such as the tutoring facility, et cetera. We think those are good uses. But as I said, we just based on our market analysis and when we were planning the site, we just uh, we were not able to uh, find that these would be feasible there. 
Um, and therefore, we concluded that a secure and aesthetically pleasing modern fleet parking facility would be the best use for this site, which also aligns with the goals of the general plan, which staff has agreed with and supports. Um, as this site stays vacant, what, what has happened multiple times with these hotels is they've been a victim of vandalism. A few weeks after we acquired it, someone went in and stole everything from air conditioners to door hardware to everything in the bathrooms, which is why there are security systems installed there. Um, and so therefore, we, we hope that, that you will uphold the decision of staff uh, respectfully deny the appeal and help the project move forward so that we can develop this site expeditiously. Um, and uh, I'm happy to also address some of the points that were brought up if, if there is time. Uh, recording officer, how much time do we have? We're going on six minutes, Chair. Thank you. So, great. Um, so I think I addressed the point that was made about, you know, the other strip mall type of uses. What we found is that, you know, the math tutoring facilities, et cetera, which I drive my kids to all the time, are typically located in clusters in strip malls where there are a bunch of these uses together. And the other thing that you'll notice is that the area taken up by the uses themselves is usually accompanied by two to three times the amount of land area needed for the parking that serves these facilities, which is one of the reasons that they aren't feasible here. And then there was a question on that these didn't look dilapidated. So I just wanted to mention to you that from the inside, they're not in a great condition at all. And we feel that it's you know a, a risk to the safety of that whole area. Um, and to address uh, the question that was brought up on the ownership, we do own the other two neighboring lots, but they're separately leased to different tenants, and they also have different use permits and entitlements on each of these. And then our neighbor to the left is public storage, so I just wanted to bring that up as well. Um, and, and, you know, you talked about long term, what is our plan here? We've uh, we have a history of responding to the growth of a city. And if, you know, it so happens that in a few years, the use that we've put here, there are other better uses, like if the city rezones it residential. We've done this in the past in South San Francisco. We support the conversion of whatever we've done there into something else that can serve that community better. We've done this in South San Francisco where we've converted some of our industrial sites to life science. We've also sold our properties to other uses when that made sense. So we are open to doing that in the long term. Um, and uh, I think those were just my notes. If there are any other questions, I'm happy to take them. Thank you so much for your consideration. Thank you. And you have a few questions from commissioners. First up is Commissioner Howard. Thanks, Ken Chair. Um, so what, one thing that I've... Uh, so with this neighborhood, we, we've got the Seven Seas Park there and there's the church nearby. And I've noticed that often if you want to visit Seven Seas Park, and this is probably confined on the weekends, there's um, a shortage of available parking in the neighborhood. And to, to the previous comment about, well, this this the, 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 the use permit is likened to like a bus depot, which it would be a public facing facility. So the question to you would be, and the question would be, um, would the use permit allow this without modification? Uh, would you, have you considered, would you consider, um, I, I don't know what deal you have 
you know, signed up for the fleet parking, but maybe some of this site could be used as, as a public parking space. You drive up, you park, you, you pay a couple bucks to the machine. Uh, I don't know if that would be profitable or feasible for you, but if that's something that's considered and more importantly, is that if we approve the use permit for the fleet parking, does that, would that cover a public parking facility uh, just as easily without further paperwork having to be followed with the city? So I think maybe part of the question should be addressed by yeah. staff, but what I can say is that our intent was to make it a private parking facility for someone who wants to park. It could be even taxis serving people, electric. Most of the inquiries we receive from tenants are electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, um, and that was our intent that it would be private and city staff wanted us to make sure it was secured with fences. So that's our intent right now. Did that address your question? Do you have a, a do you have enough power coming in to to charge a lot of electric vehicles? Like, could you use it as a as a supercharger station or something like we've, that uh, without a lot of work? Or is that we've applied for a power upgrade at this site? It's, okay, the application is underway with PG&E. Might that and that might be another question back over to staff. Like, if if you were to use it as a as an electric car, like a public or private truck car charging kind of thing that that's a, that's another use that's probably going to be needed in the city as well right and uh we obviously don't know who the tenant will be but yeah. we have received a lot of inquiries for the, from those kinds of tenants okay so hope, hope, hopefully there's flexibility in what yeah. this use permit would allow thank you thank you next up is commissioner Soroni. Uh, thanks, Chair. I, I just wanted to uh, maybe zero on in this. It's come come up, Commissioner Howard, ask it, and uh, again focus on you know your short term or long term plan. Uh, for example, had this been, it just seems like, uh, and actually this conversion to parking lots is is happening in other locations that, uh, you know, if you build office residentials, that many things you could do there that would have a, a better return on investment than a parking lot. Parking lot seems like the minimal capital improvements needed to make use of a property. So it, it, it suggests that in an environment where there's high interest rates, high construction costs or whatever, it just seems like it would make sense as a short-term plan to get revenue from this site with the intent to, uh, do something that gives a better return in the future. Uh, for example, if it was already zoned as residential or something else, would you have uh, considered that or just trying to get a, uh, and I, I can imagine maybe you're reluctant to be specific about that, but whether this is a short-term plan to get some revenue until condition, conditions get better or leases run out or whatever on the other adjacent sites, or um, or do you see this as a long-term use? So I think your question is, is this our current plan, a short-term plan or a long-term plan? Right. So we typically tend to sign longer-term leases. I think most of the tenants that we've received are asking for four to seven-year leases. And we would have to coincide them with the other two parcel leases to have a long-term larger development plan. And if it does make sense, then we do try to coordinate those so that we can have a larger redevelopment future plan. So we do do that and we're open to it, is what I'm saying. So, I mean, another way of asked, to what extent did the zoning constraints on this parcel 
impact your decision. If the if the zoning was some uh, wild card zoning, you can do whatever you want. Uh, would you still have said we're going with a parking lot? Um, we considered all the uses within the zoning and landed on this within the zoning. We didn't look at uses that were outside the zoning because as you know, Cindy pointed out, that's usually a five to 10 year process to change the uses. All right, thank you. Thank you. Next up is Commissioner Davis. Uh, thank you. Reviewing all the materials and uh, and your letter and and so on, uh, it's very professionally done. Thank you. Uh, it's very clear to read and so on. It's obvious that this is a very very professional organization. Uh, and also, thank you for sharing this additional information about the power upgrades and so on. Um, I personally, I totally get the um, a property sitting um, unused as it is right now uh, with structures that are being vandalized and so on. Um, I, I hate that as a planning commissioner. It feels like the zoning, when we have that situation, the zoning is failing, obviously. Um, I do have one nit to pick. Um, in your letter, you uh, it, it, you have it where you say that the fleet use is permitted. Let me read it. Let me read it exactly. Uh, fleet use is allowed in the MS zoning district with the use permit. And you're very good to actually quote it for us and so on. Um, but I'm having a hard time conflate, conflating private fleet use with a bus terminal or other public um, bus terminals and other public transportation facilities. Uh, public seems to be the key phrase for me. Um, Having under, I understand that, that you're you're working with the city, um, but it just seems like a stretching of the English language a little bit. Um, I don't really have a question. That was just a comment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I had a couple questions. Uh, first of all, uh, when I was looking at the plans, I didn't. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I didn't see any any sidewalk or other pedestrian improvements in this area. And I noted when I was walking this area on um, this weekend, I did, first of all, I didn't, I did see the little post, the tiny little uh, notices for the zoning administrator hearing. I don't know that I would have necessarily noticed that if I hadn't been looking for them, but I will also note that I did not get, I did not, I'm like, I didn't, wandered that deep into the site i mostly stuck stuck towards like the grassy area near the road but i did not trigger any security so i'll just throw that out there but anyway uh did you consider at any point adding sidewalks trying to it wouldn't fully it wouldn't fully plug the sidewalk gap there there is a very large sidewalk gap from where from the bernardo overcrossing to to kind of that residential area on where what before Waddell turns it, did you consider adding any sidewalk or pedestrian improvements? We've actually spent over a year working with city staff on how to landscape, what should be the setbacks there, and the addition of some part of a city sidewalk. So there are several improvements being done there on what is quite a narrow site. Okay. I just I didn't really see that. I think you had a plan, so, right? Through so the chair, if I may um, address that question. Sure. 
so basically, uh, staff needs to have nexus to require public improvements. And so um, any improvement would be along their frontage, and they are installing a new sidewalk along Waddell Drive. Okay, I think I see that here. Okay, we're good. We're, we're good. Uh, it's it, it's it was shaded in a way that's honestly a bit different than the way we usually see sidewalks in our plans, I think, which is what threw me off. But I see the little label that says sidewalk now. Um, yeah, it's it, it it for whatever reason, it's just colored differently than I think we're used to seeing it. OK, uh, second question. Um, uh, code uh, uh, in the so there's a. There's a provision in the uh there's a provision in the municipal code 90, 1946140b that makes it pretty clear that this this would be limited to parking this wouldn't this wouldn't include service because that would have to be on a separate permit. Uh what is do you have plans yet for how, like how these vehicles would be serviced just have you had any thoughts into how that would function? So right now we understand that this site is not zoned for that. So the vehicles would have to drive to another location for any kind of servicing. That's our understanding. And that's what we've communicated to potential tenants. Okay. Just wanted to be clear about, just wanted to make sure that was clear. Uh, that is all I had. Uh, but, and, and I would echo previous commissioner comments that to, that we do appreciate you working with the city on this, that we, that, I appreciate the very clear professionalism of, of all the documentation you sent us. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank uh, you for your time. That is what I had. That So that concludes the applicant presentation. And again, you'll have five minutes after we hear from members of the public. But first, Assistant City Attorney. Uh, yes, actually, can I can I toss it to Sean? Sure. Actually, um, it would be okay if the if we um, take a short recess, um, just to talk internally a little bit um, about public comment, if we could take like a, what, a three minute recess, Rebecca, would that be okay? Uh, maybe like five minutes. Five, okay. <laughs> I'll give you six. The planning commission stands in recess until 8.20 PM. Thank you, Chair.
Uh, do I need to call us back to or recall us to order? Yeah. Okay, uh, the Planning Commission will come back to order at 8.22 p.m. Chair recognizes the Assistant City Attorney. Thank you, Chair. Before we begin public comment on the next item or on this item, I wanted to address the disruption that occurred during the previous item. A Planning Commission meeting is considered a limited public forum under the First Amendment. That means that the First Amendment applies in this meeting, but we can have reasonable rules for how people express themselves as long as those rules are viewpoint neutral. For example, we can impose time limits on speakers. We can require them to make their comments only during certain portions of the meeting. And we can require speakers to limit their comments to certain topics. During public comment on an agenda item, the chair can require speakers to address their comments to matters that are relevant or germane to the agenda item. If a speaker continues to speak on a non-relevant matter, they can be cut off because they are disrupting the meeting by speaking off topic. For example, comments about race or religion have nothing to do with any decision that is before the planning commission. Therefore, the chair does not have to allow these comments. Not because we find the comments offensive and upsetting, as the First Amendment allows people to use speech that offends others but because this is a limited public forum and such comments have no bearing on anything before the Planning Commission. These comments are disruptive because they take up time and interrupt our ability to handle Planning Commission business. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, I will go ahead and open the public and continue have, keeping open the public hearing on this specific item, which anybody has forgotten is the appeal of the zoning administrator decision approving a use permit on 331 and 385 East Weddell Drive. Uh, members of the public wishing to address the planning commission, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer. Use the raise hand feature now or dial star nine on telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I will call upon members of the public participating in person first. Then the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute when it is their turn to address the planning commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak, and the timer will be displayed on the screen. And I'm just going to say for this item, uh, I'm going to request, if you are a remote speaker, I'm going to request that you put your hand up by the, that your hand be up by the time we finish hearing from the first remote speaker. So get your hands up. So get your hands up now, and I will be cutting that off once we finish hearing from our first remote speaker. Uh, but first, in-person speakers, uh, I have no in-person speaker cards. Uh, is anybody else in person interested in speaking on this agenda item before we hear from remote speakers? Seeing and hearing none, uh, recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on this item? Chair, we do have one remote speaker with their hand up with, with the name Agnes Veith. 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 I'm going to go ahead and allow Agnes to speak now. Good evening, commissioners. I'm Agnes Vyth, a resident, a Sunnyvale resident for over 25 years and a member of Livable Sunnyvale. Tonight, I am speaking on my own behalf. I strongly encourage the Planning Commission to grant the appeal submitted to stop construction of a surface parking lot for a fleet-based services use as submitted by Pelagis. According to an October 2023 article published by Stanford University Woods Institute for the Environment, quote, 
Cities are on average one to seven degrees Fahrenheit warmer than rural areas and can reach temperatures of up to 20 degrees higher. These heat islands are unique to urban areas where the combination of too much concrete and too little tree canopy dries up temperatures. With nearly 80% of the US population residing in cities amid a warming climate, the heat island effect poses a health threat to tens of millions of Americans. Demolishing the two hotel buildings and constructing a surface parking lot will most certainly increase Sunnyvale's temperatures, according to the EPA, when combined with a heat release by vehicle engines, paved areas can boost the temperatures in cities by up to as much as 22 degrees Fahrenheit. While this partial is zoned to support the structure Pelagis proposed, this alone should not be reason to approve building a surface parking lot. Surely in the short term, there are more creative uses for this land that will meet the current zoning restrictions and in the long-term benefit, not only the surrounding residents, but our city as a whole. Consequently, I urge you to grant the appeal and deny the use permit. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any further remote speaker participants wishing to speak on this item? Chair, there are uh, no other speakers remotely to speak in their hand raised. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, we will go back. To, we will go back to the applicant. You have five minutes for any for any additional remarks you wish to make. We wanted to request, uh, if possible, could we uh, have one of our team? members promoted to a panelist so that she could address some of the questions that have come up about the use and its interpretation. Her name is Linda Klein. Uh, yes, uh, Linda can speak as a panelist. Okay. So I'll step back and let Linda address some of the okay. questions that were brought up. And could we, could we pause the speaker? Okay, yeah, that worked. Sorry, Charlie, are we supposed to have a remote speaker speak? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Uh, can we have Linda Klein promoted to panelist, please? Okay, Ms. Klein, uh, you have you you may proceed. You have five minutes. Um, good evening, commissioners. I just wanted to clarify a couple of issues that were raised um, by appellants and public comment. So there was um, some confusion about the definition of bus terminal, um, as well as public transportation facility. Those are 
separately defined terms in the zoning code. And a bus terminal or station does include the temporary storage or parking of motor-driven buses, as well as the loading and unloading of passengers. So I think there was a question as to that issue. Um, and separately defined in the definition section of the zoning code are public transportation facilities. So those also include storage um, and areas where the vehicles can be stored when not in use and are dispatched from for a stop or station as well. So again, it includes storage. Um, I will also want to add that the community development director can determine that use is similar and allowed as long as it's not more objectionable or intensive. And so here, um, you know, a private parking facility is generally less intensive from a land use perspective in terms of less activity, less people coming and going than a public facility. So the findings seem like they would be supported. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to note is that there are several general plan policies that talk about protecting the city's industrial, industrially designated lands. So, you know, having a more industrial type use supports those policies that really focus on the preservation of industrial lands in the city. And that was all I had to say, unless there were questions. Thank you. We don't have anything else to say. Uh, I, I actually did have, I actually did have a, I had a question. Um, oh yes, I did have one question and that was, uh, well, I'll go to Commissioner Shawnee first. Uh, thank you, Chair. Just, uh, can you address the, um, uh, one of the members of the public and uh, I think it came up before that the heat island problem the, the from the uh, uh, that much uh, of a uh, of a parking lot uh, I mean for example if you there's different materials you can use on the pavement or or even solar uh, canopies to uh, make use of the sun are you doing anything to address that uh, heat so we'll be adding uh, trees to the site and we're also adding a landscaping buffer between the street and our site. And also, as I mentioned, most of the, what we anticipate most likely is not going to be, is going to be zero emission vehicles on our site. So they shouldn't contribute to some of the concerns that she mentioned. All right, thank you. Thank you. Next up is Vice Chair Glacius. Thank you, Chair. Uh, sort of building off of what Commissioner Sharney said, would you be amenable um, to using uh, a like a cool cement uh, type sealant or cover uh, for the for the pavement and having that be a part of the uh, approval or conditions of approvals? We can definitely look into and I just want to mention that we're actually proactively trying to use lower carbon materials on all our sites. So we'll definitely look into using a lower heat emitting and lower carbon materials on this. OK, thank you. Thank you. And my question was just in the in the alternative that we were to grant the appeal tonight. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what you what your next steps would be after that? 
Well, um, my initial reaction to that, if you did grant the appeal, is that the site is going to stay as is and, you know, be prone to the vandalism that I mentioned. There's not much we're able to do with it the way it is until we can demolish the hotels. Okay, thank you. And that brings us back to the appellant. You have five minutes. Thank you, um, <clears throat> Chair, Vice Chair, and Commissioners. I want to thank you for your time. Um, I want to also um, thank um, Ms. Klein for clarifying the definition of the bus terminal. Um, and uh, thank Agnes for bringing up their problem with the heat islands. I actually hadn't even considered that aspect of the environmental impact um, of a parking lot. Um, I'm happy to hear that the applicant um, has changed uh, the usage of their properties in the past, uh, specifically the example was industrial life sciences in South San Francisco. Um, I, if I had gone before the applicant, I would have asked if there are examples of uh, mixed use, uh, converting to mixed use. Um, but I guess we we won't know the answer to that um, right now. Um, I also want to point out that um, in the applicant's letter um, or the applicant's response, they they say that I'm um, critical of a developer's need to achieve a return on investment. Um, I'm not critical of a developer's need to, make, to have a return on investment. I'm critical of a developer's need to make a decision based solely, as I mentioned in my appeal letter, on the solely judged by return on investment. And my point tonight is not that prologists shouldn't be allowed to do anything with the site and that it has to be a public park or anything like that. Um, I'm just stating that the current proposed use of the land doesn't seem to fall into the categories that, as far as I read it, zoning would allow. But also, um, it's not the best use of the, the land for the, for the public good in the community. Um, we surely can find something better. Uh, maybe, as the uh, prologist has mentioned, you know, retail might be more difficult um, because of the the construction of the or the the area size, maybe we could change the far requirements to make something like that more amenable. Um, and maybe they would get 10% less return on investment. Um, that's all I'm asking. Thanks. Thank you. I see no commissioner hand. So, so you're good. Thank you. I will go ahead and close the public hearing and uh, Bring it back to the dais for discussion or a motion from my colleagues. Uh, Commissioner Davis. Um, I actually have a question for the city legal staff. Uh, so the applicant um, um, has gone through our code and asserts that the proposed use actually qualifies under bus terminal. Um, and, and with very clear logic. Uh, and earlier, uh, you know, we were saying that this would require, this would go through the excluded uses and would require the, um, I can't remember the particular director, it would require a written, a written statement from them. Um, yeah, I'm not an attorney, so I'd like to hear, uh, does the proposed use um, fall under the bus terminal? 
I'm going to punt that to Cindy first. Yes, we, we do um, find that the use is similar to a bus terminal, just in the, the, its operations. Um, it's also kind of meeting that criteria that it's it's less intensive, less uh, obstructive um, in the sense that um, the private parking lot would be accommodating smaller vehicles. And again, it's, it's not anticipation to have ridership, which is generating more traffic. Uh, looking at the table then, I believe we find bus. Okay, so it does require a use permit. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And next up is Commissioner Howard. Uh, thank you, Chair. If we're ready, I'd be happy to make a motion. I, I, I know I at least have a question for staff before. I, I'm happy right. to back I'll up. get back to you when we're ready. All right, thank you. I'll get back to you. Uh, Commissioner Cerrone? Uh I just wanted to clarify what happens if we uh, deny the appeal, what happens if we support the appeal? Does it, uh, you know, in either case, does it go to council? In either case, can it be appealed uh, again as appealing the planning commission decision instead of the zoning administrator? What are the scenarios there? Um, so this this can be appealed to the city council. In either case? Uh, so hypothetically, if you do uphold uh, uh, the appeal, and deny the approval, um, then uh, the applicant does have recourse to appeal the decision to city council. Stop, Harry. And just also, there's the other option if um, if it's approved tonight, um, and there's still concern from council members, they can call it up for review within 15 days. It has to have two council members that would do that. If, you mean if the appeal is approved or the project is approved? If the project is approved and we have two council members that have concerns about the parking, uh, doing the parking on the site, uh, they can pull it up for review. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, recording officer, could you please make sure that remote members of the public are muted? I think we got a little accidental sound coming in. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, my questions. Uh, first of all, first of all, I first of all, I was looking through our parking lot guidelines, and I I appreciated seeing in the plans that our shade fifty percent shading requirement is met. But can you just confirm that? this lot does meet all standards that are in municipal code 19.46.120? Uh, yes, they're in, in compliance with the development standards. Yep, thank you. Uh, my other question, and this is a little pedantic, but uh, so section 19.46.140 regulates of the municipal code regulates the storage and parking of fleet vehicles. And there's language in D section subsection D, which is fleet vehicles and non-residential zoning districts, two that states that to 
properties with more than five fleet vehicles require a permit. Okay, that's what we're doing tonight. And to approve the additional fleet director vehicle parking, the director, and I assume that since the permit has bubbled up to us, that wouldn't mean that we would have to make the findings that, uh, but there's language about that there's the number of fl proposed fleet vehicles would have would be consistent for the purpose of the zoning district. Can you offer us any guidance on to, I guess, how we would make that finding? Because I didn't see it in the recommended findings, but it seems to me that we would have to make that finding to approve that use. If if I'm off base, tell me that I'm completely off base. But um, so I'm just um, referring back to the zoning code yes. with the purpose and intent of the zone of the industrial zoning district. Yes. So um, again, it's it's to implement the goals and objectives of the general plan, and to um, allow for development of wide range of industrial uses. Um, and then it it goes on to list, you know, in the land use table, you know, what are those permitted and conditionally and prohibited uses are. Um, so we, we do find that um, it is meeting the um, the intent of the zone, industrial uh, POA zoning district in the sense that, um, again, the, the general plan uh, policy that we'll reference is that it, it's uh, supporting and encouraging a wide uh, range of, of business and um, enterprise. So this would be accommodating a, a company that will require fleet parking. Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm just being a little nitpicky on this because the way I read this section of the code, and I did have, I actually had an email exchange with Mr. Mendron about this code section back when this was first approved by the zoning administrator. Uh, it's this, it's worded in a, it's worded in a way that just, it does speak to the specific number of vehicles and I, I, it's it's odd because honestly, the way that co the code section is worded to me basically strikes me as saying that as implying that if it's for like a fleet vehicle, that's for like an adjoining use. Like if there was a rental car company and there was a parking lot for the use of that rental car company, like that would it makes sense how there I can see how to apply it. But I'm I think that section, but I can't get around thinking that that section has to apply to this project. It's very specifically fleet vehicles and non-residential zoning districts. I It is just a little... I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is there a number of vehicles you could spitball that would not be consistent with the purpose of the zoning district? Like, where would... Like, what would be the point where you'd recommend that D2 would not be a finding we could make. You don't have to give me a specific number, just. Um, let me just kind of scroll to that section that you were referencing. <clears throat>
so um, again, um, we're going to rely on the zoning code. Um, the land use category that's um, you know noted in, in the code is for um, bus terminal or uh, public transportation facilities. So this particular use is more analogous to a bus terminal. Um, and therefore, that's why we proceeded with processing this use permit using that code section, along with the other exclusionary zoning provision. Um, also, I don't think we can cite a specific number that will of parking spaces that will sure. kind of distinguish what is yeah. fleet parking right. and yeah, yeah asking for a red line, but like, would you say that to make that finding, I'd have to find that like, it's a number that would be consistent with like, if it was being used as a, with like a similar number to if it was being used like as a public bus terminal. Um, could I just comment that I, th I think we should also, um, we should also be aware that it could be private buses, like a private bus fleet would also fall under that sure. definition. I'm well, I'm sure I'm just, but just that that's like what I'm looking for in terms of, because like the finding asked me to make, is asking specifically about number, which is why I'm honing in on that. Like, am, am I basically, am I, is my thinking reasonable is kind of, is what I'm getting at. Am I just, or am I just making stuff up? Um. Well, you know, f fleet vehicles um, tend to be an ancillary use to, yes. to like an office, um, an office building or a, a campus. And so in that sense, a bus terminal might be more applicable if we're if we're trying to fit that in. Yeah, what I'm yeah, like what I'm getting hung up on is that the 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 like to me, this code portion seems very clearly worded as an ancillary, as an ancillary fleet vehicle use. Like that is how it really seems to be worded for me. But like the, but like I'm just quoting from the staff report, the freight, the words proposed fleet parking uses, it's on page one of our staff reports. So like page fleet parking use, et cetera. So, which is why, which is why I brought up the 140D. Um, so again, um, in the staff report, when it's referenced for fleet vehicle parking, um, again, that that's what's being proposed by the applicant. Um, that is really the intended use is to allow for fleet vehicle, um, whether it's a, a rental car service or um, maybe it's, you know, um, other uh, fleet vehicle uses. It could be, again, you know, passenger buses to um, passenger vans to, you know, passenger vehicles. So um, again, you know, it, it's kind of capturing that all. Um, and the, it's worded that way because as uh, 
currently they don't have a tenant, so it couldn't be that specific. So they've just kind of listed what could be anticipated. And again, you know, when we're uh, just analysis or analyzing it, um, it seems to fit the business, I mean, sorry, the, the, the bus terminal uh, definition. Okay. I, I follow, I follow this. Uh, the, I'll turn off my mic now. The thing I would ask is that if a motion is made to phrase this carefully, if a motion is made for alternatives one or two, I would request that it specifically incorporate the findings, the required findings made in 1946, 140D, in addition to the recommended the recommended findings for the use permit, because I do believe that those findings would be required to grant this, to grant this project. Uh, with that, Commissioner Howard. Uh, I'd like to propose either alternative one or two to deny the appeal and affirm the zoning administrator's decision to approve the use permit subject to the recommended findings in attachment two and conditions of approval in attachment three and the findings uh, just mentioned by the chair. Thank you. Uh, Vice Chair Glacius. Thank you, Chair. Just for clarity, you said, uh, uh, which one are you proposing? Uh, it was alternative one to, it was al alternative one to deny the appeal and approve the use permit subject to recommended findings and conditions of approval with the addition of the special fleet vehicle findings that I called out. Second. Thank you. Commissioner Howard, to your motion. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I'm never going to argue that a parking lot is the highest, best use of a, a parcel of land. Uh, what I see here is you, you got some dilapidated stuff that gets, has to get torn down. You got to do something with the property. Uh, you've got adjacent properties nearby. So what are you going to do? Let's let's put up a parking lot because that's that's cheap and easy. You, you, you pave it over, you put in some trees. We could use the trees, honestly. Put in a sidewalk, we can use the sidewalk, honestly. Are you going to make money on the fleet parking? Who knows? Uh, you know better than I do. I certainly don't know. Uh, but it's 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 taking out the community detriment that exists and moving this site status to like community neutral. It's no longer a drag on the community. Uh, yes, there is probably an increase in permeable area, pavement area that's being offset by planting additional trees. And my impression is that, um, you know, over time, there's going to be a better use found for this site, especially if it can be combined with the other parcels. And the parking lot may be a minimal, uh, you know, as, as you move to the next thing, that parking lot may be able to be repurposed uh, much as it would exist already uh, by by serving the parking needs of whatever is being uh, developed nearby. So I, it, it seems like a reasonable uh you know, incremental improvement as far as the city is concerned from being from a negative to being to a neutral. Uh, as far as the the use permit as a as a bus terminal facility or whatever, um, I I don't I'm, I don't have the patience that the chair has to get into the the fine minutia. What I see is I see a table and it says, well, hazardous material storage is permitted by right. Uh, commercial storage is permitted by right. You know putting cars that maybe have gas in their tanks or lithium batteries that might explode. That's 
that seems in spirit with that already. So I, it, it seems like this use is already permitted, approving the use permit for bus terminal. Sure, I, I, I don't have a, a strong opinion on that. Uh, and I appreciate the installation of the sidewalk. And I hope that uh, in time, this property can find a better use. It's also like, this is, this is an uncertain time economically, but with the interest rates and it just, I don't, I don't have to explain that to anybody. Uh, so it, it feels like you're, you're taking something that's a problem and you're parking it for future use, pardon the pun. Um, and hopefully, you know, later in the decade or whenever we, we can get something better. Uh, this is a nice neighborhood and it deserves something nice. So I'll at least take out the problem that exists today. Thank you. Thank you. Vice Chair Glasses. Thank you, Chair. Um, yeah, I'm supportive as well. And the reason why is there are several, several reasons. Um, I live about a mile from the, from the space. I bike in that area and I can attest to that particular uh, spot adjacent to the freeway being effectively miserable. Um, I wouldn't want to have a park there. I wouldn't want to spend much time there. Um, I understand uh, why that's a tough space to build. Um, and I have a tremendous amount of respect and appreciation to the appellant for raising this. Um, I wish that there was something better. I also have faith that uh, a company wants to make money. And if they are resorting to a parking lot, to me, that that speaks volumes to that there aren't at, at present many other options. The companies aren't going to do something voluntarily. Um, unless it's it's their best alternative, and I don't, and I hope, given that this is this is land in Silicon Valley, I hope that the value of that land at some point will be better better used in another fashion. However, of all things to build, a parking lot is the easiest to to change to something else. So it it does give us something of immediate value. Um, I also I, I trust uh, the city staff and their interpretation of of the rules. Um, that being the case, I don't think as a planning commission. Uh, we can look into like the necessarily the background of the owner. Sure, in this instance, the, the owner of that lot and adjacent lots is a, is a company with deeper pockets, but that shouldn't necessarily dictate how we approach this demanding something different. If if the planning commission is to demand that there's a public good, then quite frankly, the city should purchase the property. And I'm not su suggesting that, but that's my take on it. Um, it. It's still private property, and we need to have a high threshold for if we're looking to if there's a gray zone uh, to interpretation, to me, that tie is going to go to the landowner. If, there, if there's not a gray zone, um, I'm happy to abide by those by those laws. But but otherwise, um, I I don't see a legal basis and justification to deny the, the landowner how they want to use the property. Thank you. Commissioner Davis. Uh, so first of all, I want to thank everyone who's participated in this. Um, I, I think the the city uh, we're finding great value in this whole process. Uh, thank you for appealing. I'm I'm also going to support the motion. Um, I really dislike the ambiguity uh, in our code right now um, that we're having to parse words so finely and so on. Um, that's something we need to work on. It should be easier to navigate. Um, I appreciate that Prologis is, is very professional and um, can search through our code very quickly and, and find things. And I appreciate them uh, helping us get this right. Um, I think Prologis has come in and they've gone about this the right way. Uh, they've worked with staff. Um, they've responded very professionally. Uh, they are improving the property uh, by installing a sidewalk, uh, bringing in more trees than are required. Um, by 
it look they look like very responsible long-term landowners and the the types of property owners we want within the city uh, i second everything that all my fellow commissioners have said um yeah uh, in a housing crisis uh, that we're in right now the a parking lot is not something we we'd really like to see going up uh having said that 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 is a a, a piece of it's terribly noisy there um and uh, it is a detriment right now right um, we can't allow things to that are being vandalized to persist um, when a landlord um, is willing to work entirely within the system and make it better and so I feel like it would be irresponsible to approve um, the appeal or to grant the appeal. Um, though I very much appreciate the appeal being being raised. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Serrani. Yeah, thanks, Chair. Uh, I pretty much agree with what the other commissioners have said. Uh, I mean, we're trying uh, we're trying to. Uh, reduce parking all over the city and uh you know when a parking lot is proposed it just seems like going the wrong direction but uh uh if in you know given the situation right now as the other commissioners have said uh a uh, a parking lot is the uh, most easily reversible use of this land and uh and it certainly seems like the economics in the near future hopefully will will drive something uh more useful to the community um uh yeah and i agree the uh the wording is a little ambiguous i don't know why we have a, a zoning category that is basically a bus terminal or place of assembly uh but uh that's kind of what we're stuck with here. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, we can come up with a better uh, use of this in the future. Uh, but for now, I don't think we can find a, uh, a justification for uh, uh, supporting the appeal. Thank you. Thank you. And first, I'd like to kind of apologize to staff and somewhat to the applicant for all of my very nitpicky questions about this because I do think there is some I'm not thrilled about how the code is written with respect to this and specifically with respect to the fleet and we mentioned the bus terminal language but I I caught the fleet the fleet parking language is something I actually caught when this was brought up to the zoning administrator I actually had an email exchange with Sean Mentron about it when I was I did seriously think about calling this project up up myself. I ultimately decided against it because I was not at that time able to satisfy a belief that it need that it needed review. Having said that, I am honestly thankful that we did get a review of it at this stage. I do think this was a worthwhile discussion to have. I do I would like in the I think in the future it may be worth revisiting some of the some of the code sections around this specifically to clarify that a that this is a a that this about that this kind of private parking facility is a permitted or not permitted use as necessary but b also to clarify 
to clarify the provisions around fleet parking when there is not necessarily a partner. I kind of glossed over D1 and that is and D1 would be as a finding that the property provides sufficient parking for employees and patrons of the primary use. And I don't even know how I'm supposed to parse that. Like I'm I'm saying I can make that finding. I'm honestly not thrilled saying I can make that finding because primary use here kind of strikes me as an ink blot. Like when the primary use is the parking lot, then am I saying it provides sufficient parking for employees and patrons of the parking lot? I, I can make that finding, but, and I think it's the best, best interpretation of that language. I'm just, it's kind of a weird, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm, I do have to make that finding and I, I can make that finding, but I feel like I'm kind of stretching the language to make, be able to make or not make a finding based on that sentence. Uh, uh, having so, but again, but so that's my, so that's my nitpicking, uh, get on a broader scale. I am, I'm not thrilled about this land use. I, I, I am this, I am one of these surface parking haters on the planning commission. I, I love it when we can underground parking for projects. I love it when we can do anything except basically almost anything except dedicate large section aerial sections of the city to, to parking. Having said that, I do appreciate this. I'd appreciate the sidewalk improvements on this project. I appreciate that the parking lot does meet all of our shading standards, etc. I'm not I think that will go a long way to mitigating the heat island effect. I think it will hopefully do a better job than kind of the abandoned abandoned buildings that are there. I I'm not super thrilled about that we're removing some mature some mature healthy trees in this pro in this project, but I guess it is what it is. Uh I do I do ultimately think that a secured parking lot is an is a superior land use to to what's there right now and i i did actually stay in one of those hotels back when i was first moving to sunnyvale maybe a bit over a decade ago i i remember it being i don't remember it super well i do remember it being pretty noisy so i will agree and when i was walking there this weekend it was super noisy outdoors so i without more noise proofing i don't think that there's a great use for any more recreational or frankly even kind of sit down type commercial facilities because nobody's going to want to hang around there for, for longer than they have to uh i will say uh applic uh, appellant brought up uh all of the parking area in moffat park and i'm just going to say that I am very hopeful that as the Moffat Park plan builds out, a lot of those orange highlighted areas go away. So I am very much hope. So I'm hoping that if we were to come back five, 10, well, five might be optimistic, but like 10, 15 years from now, and we brought that map app, there would be a lot, there would be a lot less parking available in the Moffat Park area, et cetera. So hopefully the excess, the, the issue of access will be reduced going forward uh so all that being said i i'm not super thrilled about it but i can make but i can make all make the required findings i can 
for the use permit and I can I can I can support the project with with the caveat that again I do hope that when economic conditions change this does get redeveloped into something a bit more enticing than a parking lot I I do think and it does play a factor into my decision making that I do think the opportunity cost here is relatively low with that uh, recording officer could we please have a roll call vote Commissioner Davis? Yes. Chair Pine? Yes. Commissioner Cerrone? Yes. The motion passes uh, five to two. With... Point, of point of order. I do not believe all commissioners voted. With Commissioner um, Howard, Howard and point, uh, point Vice of, Chair Iglesias. Point of order. Name? Commissioner Howard and Commissioner Iglesias were not called. Oh, thank you. Commissioner Howard? Yes. And Vice Chair Iglesias? Yes. The motion passes five five with two absent. Thank you. Uh, planning officer, what is the fate of this project? Uh, the project can be called up by council within 15 days, or it can be appealed by uh, the applicant okay. if they needed to. <laughs> well. Uh, and could it also be appealed by the appellant or any other appellant? Uh, I, hey, Rebecca. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have the code open. I, I think so. I think it yeah. allows any interested person. It would, be, I would, it would strike me as odd if it could be appealed only by the applicant because I don't know that we have that anywhere, but... Oh, I, I'm looking up the code section right now. Thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> Thank you. Normal, normally, I would kind of go through this quickly, but I do think, given the stat, given the how this came to us, I think it's important. Um, yes, it says any person aggrieved by a final decision of the Planning Commission may appeal the decision to the City Council. Unless the decision of the Commission is made final pursuant to a specific provision of this title. Right. Thank you. So, okay, so this can be called up or by two council members or appealed by anybody within 15 days. Thank you. Uh, that bring, okay, that that's concludes our public hearing items. There's a proposed study issue item that's information only. That brings us to non-agenda items and comments. This portion of the agenda is for oral reports and announcements by commissioners or staff to share information. Uh, Planning commissioners, reminder to my colleagues use the raise hand button to indicate that they wish to speak. Do any commissioners have non-agenda items or comments? Seeing none, uh, uh, Vice Chair Glacius. Thank you, Chair. Uh, just a really a comment question for staff. Um, is it possible to make sure that the gates to the garage, what, what, do we, what steps do we have to take so that that's regularly either open or that we can trust that? Uh, I... I can talk to the public works department again uh, to see what we can do. I, I think there's just an issue with facilities being here and monitoring the space and uh, the elevators within the building after hours. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Um, if, if I can just mention, I think eventually there's gonna be key card um, readers in the elevator. 
but right now we don't have a key card reader in the elevator. So um, there's some security concerns. Okay, thank you. Uh, that brings us to staff comments, planning officer, do you have any, planning officer, do you have any non-agenda items or comments? Uh, just one, we received our uh, letter from HCD today um, stating that the review has been complete and they um, basically have told us it's to go ahead and move forward with adoption uh, and taking it to council tomorrow night. Very good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So that just meant I will, so I'll have a full night's sleep tonight. So that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this uh, brings us to adjournment. Uh, this meeting of the Sunnyvale Planning Commission is adjourned at 9.11 p.m. And I want to thank everyone for your participation in tonight's meeting. <laughs>